put knowledge to work. University of Illinois Extension. Welcome to another edition of Spotlight on Natural Resources. With us today, as every day, is Dwayne Friend. Hi, Dwayne. How are you? I'm doing fine, Bill. Thank Good. you. Um, we're going to talk about um, winterizing your home. And uh, in particular, we want to uh, think about um, energy-efficient things like um, furnace filters. And so my first question is, um, when I walk into the hardware store and I look at furnace filters, there are lots of different kinds. I'm not just talking sizes here. I'm talking the mesh type. So what do I look for? Well, first of all, it's great that you're looking for furnace filters. I, there's a lot of folks, and one of the reasons I wanted to do this this subject is uh, we just had a call a, a few days ago from a person who owned some rental homes, and uh, the folks that they had in one of the rental homes didn't have a clue about changing furnace filters or anything like that. They let the furnace filter get completely clogged up, which caused some problems with the furnace. And so... Uh, it's one of those things that I think a lot of folks, particularly maybe not so much uh, folks in our age range, but maybe uh, people just getting out of school, maybe folks that are just getting into their first rental home or our first house, they don't really think a whole lot about those kind of things. So, so it was good that, that you were looking for those kind of things. But uh, you're right, there are multitudes of different types of filters out there. One of the first most basic ones are the, the fiberglass or cellulose pads. Uh, they're usually held in a cardboard frame, um, and they're usually the most basic kinds. They'll they'll work. They're, they let a lot of air flow through, which is a good thing, but they also don't capture a lot of the smaller elements. You know, so if you've got a problem with allergens or something like that, those probably are not going to be the best bet for you. Uh, there are also washable and reusable filters, which uses a flat plastic or a metal foil pad. Those are the kind that can be washed out with a, a hose and reinstalled. Uh, and some of those can be sprayed with some kind of like a sticky material uh, that will increase their ability to catch small particles. Uh, and these uh, can last for several years. Wow. Uh, then there's also the uh, pleated polyester filters. And the reason they're pleated is that provides more surface area for capturing materials. They're also, in most cases, electrostatically charged, so they also attract smaller particles. These are supposed to last up to three months. And then you have the, the really deep pleated high efficiency air filters. These normally don't set right in uh, the, the plenum of the uh, furnace. These are usually something that uh, have a special box that are set up in the duct system. Uh, they're set up much like the regular pleated filters, but they they're, have much more surface area and they'll uh, attract many more of the smaller particles. And then there's the electronic filters, which are about the same size as the deep pleated filters. Uh, they need electricity to operate. Uh, as the air is going through there, uh, there's, there's this high voltage grid which applies a positive charge to particles in the airstream. Uh, which then it gets attracted to a negatively charged element. This is something that can also be washed monthly. Uh, it does help remove small par small smoke particles, uh, but there is a pretty high initial cost to that. Maintenance uh, is one of the things to think about with these things. Is there a difference in how efficient each of these is? Yes. Um, if you're talking about the basic fiberglass filter, uh, in terms of their effectiveness and getting the really small particles, the fiberglass filters are only about 2% effective. 
The washable reusable filters, probably around 6% or something along those ranges. Uh, the pleated filters, uh, the thin ones, probably up to about 11%. The deep pleated filters, about 25%. Uh, and then the electrostatic ones, uh, the pleated with the electrostatic uh, uh, things on the, the filter itself, up to about 49 to 50%. The electronic ones are highly efficient at getting those really small, tiny particles. They're up to about 94% efficiency. How often should the filters be replaced? On the uh, the regular fiberglass filters, uh, the directions say about every month. Uh, for the pleated filters, I know that they say that they can go up to three months. But one of the things that you have to think about, particularly with the uh, the pleated filters, because they're attracting smaller particles, um, you also have less airflow going through the furnace. So you kind of have a happy medium that you have to contend with. You've got less airflow going through the furnace, so that means it's going to take longer to heat the house simply because it, the airflow is not quite as great as what it would be with the, the uh, less efficient fiberglass pads. So, um, you know, even though it says going three months during the height of the winter season, I would really change those filters on a monthly basis as well. Uh, and of course, with the fiberglass, those should be changed at least monthly. Uh, the washable reusable ones, um, again, those will last three to five years, but they should be uh, cleaned out probably at least on a monthly basis. Um, and with the uh, depleted high efficiency filters, um, again, those should be cleaned out uh, periodically as well, at least on a monthly basis. Now, the other thing that we think about about this time of year is the humidifiers. Um, we're starting to see more cases of uh, the kids jumping when they turn on lights in the evening and uh, you get more static shocks. Uh, and one of the ways you deal with that is a humidifier. Uh, what types are there that we have to choose from? Probably two of the most common that are used right now are the ultrasonic and these are portable humidifiers that are used the ultrasonic humidifiers which create a cool mist by using ultrasonic sound vibrations to uh, jump the water into the air i guess you'd say there's also the impeller type of of uh, humidifiers which uh, again are a created cool mist and these uh, use high speed rotating discs uh, there's two other types of humidifiers that are have been used and were used back you know, several years ago, uh, and they're still being used to a certain extent today, the evaporative types of humidifiers, which uh, have an air fan that blow uh, moisture across the, the water, which then evaporates and get in, gets into the air. And then you have the steam vaporizers, which you see the, in some cases, the, the uh, moisture coming out of those. Those are both, uh, particularly with the steam vaporizer, the, is more of a heated type of mist which comes out. So those are the, the different kinds. And then, of course, you can also have uh, inline humidifiers, which are built into the uh, furnace systems themselves. Right. So what are the advantages and disadvantages? Is there one that you would recommend out of all of those? Well, again, with the two most common ones that are used right now, the ultrasonic and the impellers, they, they, the advantage is they're not putting out a hot type of, of steam. So you don't have to worry as much about uh, little ones. Uh, being hurt by uh, coming into contact with that mist. On the other hand, if you use those types of cool mist humidifiers, uh, and particularly if you're using tap water, what you're going to see come out of that is, um, or, or what you're going to see eventually, is white dust 
because what's happening is the minerals that are in that tap water are forming then wherever that, that mist evaporates at. So you end up with a lot of white dust sitting around on different surfaces. Now, there are different things that you can add to tap water to uh, take that mineralization out. But really, the best thing to do in those cases is to just use distilled water. Uh, in that case, you don't have to, to contend with the minerals, and you're not going to have to contend nearly as much with that white dust. Very good. Any other tips for the use and care of humidifiers? Well, the big thing with any type of humidifier, particularly if you're using uh, a whole house humidifier or even a, a humidifier in a relatively small room, you don't want to over-humidify the, uh, the, the room or the house. Typically about 40 to 60 percent is what's recommended for humidity levels within a home. If you start seeing condensation on your windows, you've got the humidity way too high in the house. And that can pose a problem uh, just as, as much as what having too little moisture in the house can cause. Oh, obviously with too much moisture you can end up having problems with uh, mold and, and fungal spores and those types of things. So it's really best to keep those overall humidity levels in the 40 to 60 percent range within the home. Very good. Well for another edition of Spotlight on Natural Resources this has been Bill Wasner and Dwayne Friend. <music>